The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, and I have the pleasure to be joined this week with Eric Dunton. And Eric is a therapeutic musician, motivational drummer, and Remo-endorsed health rhythm endorsed facilitator. Eric believes that music should be not only valued as a form of entertainment, but also as a vehicle of positive change in the life of in, lives of individuals. He uses the power of music, rhythm, and song to produce non-musical outcomes. And I'd like to warmly welcome Eric Dunton to The Sky's the Limit. How are you, Karen? How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm really happy to have you here. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to get into your uh, your story. So, you know, you're like... Most of us, right? Most children, we grew up playing drums, or so we thought, and that was the same for you? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, like everyone, I started out the life as a child, and uh, I played drums like everyone. I started with pots and pans and uh, plastic bowls and just would bang on them and parade around the house. Um, many of those I remember, but I've also was told many times I did that before I actually remember parading around. So I've always been playing drums. Mm-hmm. And was music, so music was your first love, and that is that what you stayed with, or did you, you know, do something else early on in your career? Well, music was my first love. I mean, and drumming was my first love. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I was about five, I started taking piano lessons, and uh, kind of switched over from that around the third grade into saxophone. And then I had this wonderful teacher, which it took me years to get to the, realize how wonderful this teacher was, who told me that I had no business playing a musical instrument of any kind mm. at all. And uh, that kind of devastated me. But as I look back, that is what kind of has kept me uh, driven to mm. play music and has, has brought me into where I'm at today. But getting back to that, you know, I started playing saxophone until third grade. And then I uh, was given that pronouncement. And I stopped playing music altogether for uh, what seemed like a very long time because when you're you know in third grade you know when you by the time you hit uh, eighth grade you know that seems like a lifetime away and that's when I eighth and ninth grade is when I started playing drum set. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a drummer uh, and we had a drum set around the house so I started playing that and quickly taught myself and picked up uh, some instructors and played through high school and had a lot of great music mentors uh, through high school and into mm-hmm. starting college. Plus, it's it, no offense. It's kind of cool to play drums in high school, right? I mean, that's like a, oh, a real, yeah. It was very cool to play drums in high school. I mean, it was. Uh, I was one of two drummers in my school, and the other drummer was very difficult to get along with. So I was 
very popular, <laughs> which for me, I was not popular prior to this, so it was actually very good to have that uh, going for me. That is a good thing. And like I said, you were really fortunate. You had a set of drummers right in the house. Yeah, I did. And it was, you know, it was a great set. It was a uh, name brand set. It wasn't from mm-hmm. Sears and sounded great. And it was a color that at the time I did not appreciate, but I love the, uh, you know, the color now. It's very retro to, to have a yellow flame. Oh, that, that is cool. Nice. Okay. So you did that for a while. And then what did you do, did, um, you know, early on in your life as a young adult? Did well, you, I did, did that. Did you continue with music? I did. I, I played drums through high school, as mm-hmm. I said. And then I uh, moved to Nashville, Tennessee uh, to find work as a drummer. And also along the way, I picked up audio engineering and uh, digital sampling and synthesis. As uh, I have an older brother, I had an older brother who was a broadcasting engineer when I was in high school mm-hmm. and really got me into electronics and uh, mixing audio. So I took that and went to Nashville to look for some work as an uh, auto engineer and a drummer and uh, stayed busy there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, doing a lot of, a lot of tours, uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes, uh, replacing uh, drums with drum machines and country records, which in the mid-'80s that was literally unheard of because we didn't speak of it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and it's actually ironic that this interview was just uh, Merle Haggard just passed, and that was actually my very first session was a Merle Haggard session back wow. in the uh, mid '80s. Wow! Yeah, because your your career took off when you were in Nashville, right? You you play, you were connected with some very large names. Yes, I, I was out with uh, a lot of top country stars and a lot of top rock and roll stars of, of that era and prior to that, and. Uh, was working quite regularly with that kind of work. Uh, you know, one of my dreams as a, as a teenager was to go see a Charlie Daniels uh, volunteer jam, and I had the the uh, opportunity to to be on stage two years in a row at what a volunteer jam. So that was actually a great experience for me. Absolutely, living out loud, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I want to get to um, you have a friend, our Dr. Barry. Is it Bittman? Dr. Barry Bittman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, he said that he referred you to you as an angel, right? Or the, he yeah, had he a was, quote regarding an angel? Yeah, he was speaking that, uh, back to that music teacher. Uh, as at the, uh, this time I was telling this story to other endorsed facilitators mm-hmm. uh, of this health wellness program that Dr. Bittman and Christine Stevens developed with Remo. I was talking about this music teacher who told me that I had no business playing music. And literally, I mean, I'm on stage with... You know, as I said with Charlie Daniels, or I was on stage with Moody Blues, I was on stage with these very large artists, and this was in the back of my head saying, you don't belong here. You're, mm-hmm. just, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to play in third grade, so you're not good enough to be here. And I was really in that story because I was trying to make the point of being careful what you say to people. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Bittman looks at me and he says, that was your angel. That is what brought you here, which is what brought me to uh, mm-hmm. therapeutic music and using music for non-musical outcomes. Uh, using music to change people's lives. So that, I look at that completely differently now, as that was a driving force, and I look at that was for me, not something that happened to me. Right, absolutely. And, you know, that's the whole premise of the show. I always talk at the end of the show, the hashtag is the gift is a shift. So oftentimes what we perceive as something may be dark or bigger than life and just maybe too much, we just can't see anything good in it. Oftentimes it works out to be, 
for our good. It's actually a gift to us. And it's um, interesting that your friend was actually able to share that insight with you. Actually, yeah, absolutely. That was a a gift. And there was was another gift, which Mm -hmm. was a shift. And uh, it's really hard to even call it a gift, but it really was because it really focused my attention on using music as a therapeutic medium uh, Mm. for changing people's lives. And that was uh, my older brother's passing. Uh, okay. Quite unexpectedly, and uh, the last four hours of his life, I had the the opportunity, and now I look back as a pleasure of playing guitar in his hospital room with the entire family there, and that is what's really driven me to, to realize that music is a therapeutic tool. Even though I knew it beforehand, that just mm-hmm. really made it click for me and really connected. And that's what's become my driving force now is to use music to change people's lives make them better well you know that's such a gift because you know you're in the midst of having a sibling your brother pass yes and the whole fam the whole family's there and you're all connected and yet you feel this inside so strong that you you really want to play music that's such a that's such a beautiful gift it's such a testament to to love it really is and and just how music does connect all of us yeah, it does. It really connects everyone. It connects. I mean, one thing: music builds community. It can't. It can't not build community. That's what it does. Uh, and uh, through this experience, I had the opportunity to build a community in that room. We were all mm-hmm. there for my my older brother. And mm-hmm. even though it was probably one of the saddest things that I've had to experience uh, in my life, it gave me a redirection of purpose or a, uh, a laser tuning. Uh, laser mm-hmm. focus of that fo- that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important that you you're just able to see beyond yourself. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You're able to really get some introspective uh, vision. And, yes. And you could, yeah, that that is wonderful. So is that when you realized that you wanted to, um, you know, really delve into motivational and therapeutic drumming and music? Well, that's uh, I started doing that beforehand, but that really. Uh, gave me the the insight to see how important this was, and mm-hmm. uh, one thing I started doing right after that is I started playing guitar uh, in hospice for patients, you know, which stemmed from that directly. But I also looked more about what I was doing with motivational drumming, group therapeutic drumming, and how can I use that to uh, change people's lives, even greater than what I was doing before. So it really was something that solidified my desire to use music as a uh, modality for, for healing, for making someone whole, for just changing their lives, as I said Can many I times. Just, I'm sorry. Can you describe to some of the listeners or who may not know, you know, what a drumming circle would be like or, sure. you know, what you have to bring to it to be able to, you know, participate? Well, I, I can What's tell you what my events look like. Uh, okay. you know, I've been to many other events, but I can tell you this is what m- my events look like. Uh, first of all, we go to where the need is. Uh, we may be working in schools, uh, maybe working with at-risk youth and detention centers. We may be working with uh, elderly in uh, uh, retirement homes or, as I've said before, in hospice. And what we'll do is we'll bring all the instruments. So you really don't need to bring anything. Uh, we set up chairs for the appropriate amount of people that are going to be there and bring enough instruments for everyone. And usually these instruments are small hand drums or handheld percussion like tambourines or shakers, uh, some other drums that they would uh, just play either with a mallet or with their hands. Mm-hmm. 
And then we would just lead them through uh, steps, uh, specific protocol f- for some purposes, and then we use other programs for create other other purposes. And essentially, it is all about making music in the moment. It is about making music for that person at that time, that group at that time. It is not about you're doing it wrong. It's not about play this part or it's not right. It is mm-hmm. make up your own, whatever your rhythm you have, whatever you feel you have to bring to the group. And everyone has rhythm. And I get this all the time. People say, oh, I don't have rhythm or you wouldn't want to hear me play. And I go through this little routine. I say, you mm-hmm. take, a, take, your, take two fingers and hold them up like you're doing a, you know, your scout's honor and then put out your other wrist and then take those two fingers and place them on your wrist. And what do you feel? You feel mm-hmm. a pulse. You have a pulse. That means you have a heartbeat. That means you have rhythm. Everybody has rhythm. And so we just walk through and I do something very simple. I just say, I start playing on a drum. And I say, as you feel comfortable, join me. Mm. And when you're comfortable with that, just I add more notes to it. And then I say, make up your own. And it goes from there. I love that. You just that. keep building up from that, that point. And we just work through this program. And it's usually about an hour long or 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour. Okay. And through that, there is a, a lot of chance for human connection and a lot of chance for you to be in touch with your, your emotions and with your feelings. And when I say feelings, a lot of times it's, those groups are there for specific reasons like uh, anger management or mm-hmm. uh, employee retention. So there's things that uh, we are directly uh, accessing people's feelings about a very specific incident or specific types of feelings, not just getting in touch mm-hmm. with your feelings uh, on a general level, which that is wonderful too, but we are going after uh, targeting specific behaviors. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I-, I love drumming. I love drumming circles, and I have sound sensitivity, but yet I'm able to actually participate. I, I do wear my earplugs, and... Um, I have a drum, and then I, I go and I close my eyes because I mm-hmm. that way I'm not dizzy. But I, I absolutely feel um, feel the connection and, and the rhythm of it, and I love it. I really I feel whole and complete when I drum. It's, no, not oft, it's not often, but I do do it, and I love it. And it sounds like you work in a similar fashion. Oh, well, I do. And, and actually, you know, you, you said whole and complete. And, and when you're in that circle, not only are you whole and complete, but that circle is a whole and complete unified group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's there for whatever reason brought them there after a few minutes or whatever the time it takes for everyone to be entrained. They are there as a single whole group, not 10, 20, 50, 800 individuals. They are a unified group. And so it really is whole and complete that way. That's beautiful. And Eric, we're going to come up on a quick break. So I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back in just a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome back to The Sky's the Limit. This is Karen Levitt with my featured host this week, Eric Dunton. And I want to share a quote. Eric says, quote, I believe everyone is born musical. Everyone has rhythm. Everyone has a heartbeat. And quote, Eric Dunton, positive percussions. And I really love that. I, I just love the energy around that, Eric, that you bring. And uh, you. you're welcome. And I wanna, with that, I want to ask, so, you know, you, you founded Positive Percussions. And positive Repercussions. Positive, I'm sorry. Positive Repercussions, excuse me. Yes. And, yeah, what... Um, you know, I could, I could quote your mission, but, you know, what, what, is, what do you exactly do? Well, what we do is simply is that we use music, uh, music in the very simplest form, in this case drumming, mm-hmm. uh, to, to better people's lives. That's the, the simplest way of putting it. We build community through this. We build uh, other ch- changes, and we also encourage wellness. Uh, our programs work with... Literally, we have a program designed for NICU, and we've mm-hmm. worked with uh, 105-year-old individuals in drum circles and everyone in between. We work with special needs groups. And we use a, an evidence-based program called uh, Health Rhythms, which uh, mm-hmm. Remo, a drum manufacturer in California, developed with Dr. Barry Bittman and Christine mm-hmm. Stevens. And this program, it's actually a very specific protocol using drumming and other wellness techniques and it can be tailored to work with all these special groups that we use. So I use pretty much the same basis for most groups. The NICU program is actually a very specialized program. It doesn't use the Health Rhythms program, but most of the other programs we use are based off Health Rhythms Protocol, which, again, is an evidence-based program that shows 
there's a lot of physiological benefits to drumming in a group. There's a lot of uh, emotional benefits, um, mm-hmm. social emotional learning. And one of the greatest things I love is a great stress reliever. In fact, mm-hmm. you know, stress, it takes and it has a very devastating effect on your DNA. In fact, it, it triggers 19 switches in your DNA that cause the physiological effects of the, that stress causes for you. But this protocol, the mm-hmm. evidence shows that all 19 of those switches are reversed to the off position. So the devastating effects of stress are reversed by an hour of drumming. Of this, really? of this protocol, yes. Wow, that's incredible. That and no, and the only side effect is what happiness. And the only side effect is happiness. You know, as you say, you have a sound sensitivity, but you can even play. You bring earplugs. I mean, uh, the programs that I work with. I mean, they. Uh, I very, very intentionally work with volume. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it uh, the volume as low as possible, and also we take a lot of breaks so that your hands aren't just pounding on a drum for hours and so that your ears are also getting a break because it's, it is really a very beneficial uh, activity. Hmm. So what's the age range in a drumming circle that, you know, obviously depends on where you are, but you know, what has it been for you? What, what? Well, I, I did a, uh, I did an event at a rehab hospital in Nashville when I was uh, living there. Mm-hmm. And in this one circle, I had an eight year old little girl, an 83-year-old woman, and everyone in between. And wow. so that was great. And the oldest I've had, I think I mentioned earlier, was 105-year-old gentleman. And mm-hmm. you know, say we work with NICU, so it's really for all ages. But the programs we work, you know, like a large community, when the, uh, the ages could be anybody. If we're working with at-risk youth, obviously it's going to be uh, teenagers, adolescents, and sometimes we break those groups up and have the younger ones and older ones, depending on how the group is. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's school-aged children. Sometimes it is intergenerational. That's the intent of it. We're working maybe in a nursing home where families bring, you know, so that there's, there's the individual in the nursing home, there is the, the, the child of that and the grandchildren all in the same event uh, playing. Mm-hmm. And so it really covers every aspect of life. Uh, work with a lot of special needs from uh, work with Williams syndrome all the way to autism. Really? Really? And drumming works with um, autism? It does. I mean, there, there's a, some, one of the, the issues to get past is the sound sensitivities. Mm-hmm. And Remo, the company that I, uh, actually I used to work for them, and I'm an endorsed artist with them now, but they developed a technology that's called comfort sound technology, which is a drumhead technology that reduces the high frequencies of a drum and enhances the lower frequencies. And they have an instrument called a drum table, which uh, one of them is 40 inches in diameter with a special head mm-hmm. on it. And okay. It emits very low frequencies. In fact, it is 40 hertz lower than a concert timpani can produce. And we have found that individuals with sound sensitivities mm-hmm. are not generally not put off by this sound, and they can join in with rhythm activities. So they get the benef- full benefits of a uh, interactive rhythm event by using an instrument like this. Oh, that's beautiful! So I endorsed heart rhythms facilitator. So what what exactly does that mean, or did you just partially share what that meant? Well, as a uh, Remo endorsed health rhythms facilitator, that essentially means that I have been through the health rhythms training 
the advanced mm-hmm. training, the adolescent protocol training, and several other trainings uh, with that protocol. It essentially says that I am over, very well qualified to mm-hmm. use this training, and I uh, understand it, and uh, I'm also an assistant, a trainer assistant with training th- this protocol. And it also means that I'm a real artist, and uh, we have a great relationship uh, where I'll go represent them at events, and they may bring me in for trainings and or to do other demonstrations for them. So it, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great relationship to have, and it's also a pretty decent credential. It shows that you know, I've spent you know, the last seven years developing these skills and taking training and more trainings and having a lot of input in how this uh, program is being used. So I want to ask, because you, you sort of touched on it. So you said you spent the last seven years, you know, really working with this and adapting it and, you know, kind of making it your own. How is that, how has this process changed your life? Well, I think the biggest way it's changed my life is how I look at music. I mean, in, uh, you know, in high school, playing drums in high school band, you know, like my dream was to be on stage and to be the star and to, uh, you know, to be a rock star, literally. And mm-hmm. now, uh, through this process, and it started out as a process. It wasn't always this way. It wasn't like immediately, aha, that I felt this way. But now, I really just want to change lives for the better through the mm-hmm. use of music. So you, so you don't want to be on set. You don't have to be on center stage. Is that it? You're, you're happy wherever your drum takes you. Exactly. I mean, being on center stage, done that, uh, burnt the T-shirt, threw away the T-shirts, uh, and really just wherever it calls me to be, uh, I'm happy to be there. I love that. And, and you know what I love is that, you know, early on, like you said, in childhood, you discovered that you loved drumming, and you certainly learned, you know, audio as well. But even when that teacher was, let's say, not as kind with their words, you um, you still followed your dream. You still felt that passion, and I I love that you 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 know you just grabbed on. Also, with that comment that the teacher said, you know, they're very critical of you. Um, you said, you know, your fear came up later on in life for you. So I I want to talk about that. How were you able to clear that, or do you feel that drumming? aided you to clear that you know where you had um feelings of littleness like you said you didn't really feel like you belonged on stage well during the time i was on those kinds of stages Mm -hmm. uh, you know that that feeling would come away and i'd I'd have to just shove it down just push it down and not even deal with it because i had work to do you know Mm -hmm. i had a show to make happen or to finish playing and you know it would really be afterwards uh, especially when you know uh, tours on Especially when you're working in Nashville, tours, you go out for six or nine weeks and then you have some time off and maybe the tour will go back out, maybe it doesn't. So you're either looking for a new tour or whatever. So during those down times is when that really would get to me. I'm thinking, well, you know, um, I'm not good enough to go do that again. I was mm-hmm. lucky to get it the first time. You know, and that's not how I feel at all today, but that's what was going through my mind at those times. And yeah. really just had to keep pushing it down and... One thing, I've learned, sh- oh, oh, so one thing I've learned recently is really just need to feel those, need to deal with those feelings, not just push them out of the way. And, mm-hmm. and through dealing with them, it's, it's realized, you know, with, with the help of others, including Dr. Bittman, uh, 
that that was really pointing me in the direction that I really need to go and want to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Music has been part of my life, and I got sidetracked, so to speak, with the, uh, the stars in my eyes. Oh, this is music's going to make me a star. I'm going to go be playing and you know, whatever. But really, music is my life, and I'm going to be using it to make people's lives better. And that's really mm-hmm. what my purpose is and what, what it's been all along, but I just realized in the last several years. Right. And like I said, in, in the process which you just shared, you also, you know, you looked, you looked back and you, like you said, you had to perform and you, you know, the fear that came up or the emotions around that teacher's comments, you, you actually ended up, you did deal with it. You did take care of it. You looked at it, sounds like square in the eyes. And you've been able to move on and, and really step forward and step into to what is yours to do. And I really commend you for that. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And I think a really important part of that also is once I, once I realized that, once that was told me, like, that's really my angel has driven me, like, I had to forgive that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she had long passed, so I couldn't forgive her in person, but mm-hmm. I had to forgive her for me not to have that create anger with myself or for me to have any more issues with it. So I think very important is forgiveness for you mm-hmm. to see what it is that you need to do, whatever exactly. that is. Exactly, because then it almost becomes a block. We create a block. It, it stops the flow, and you're right. a musician, and you're all about flow and creativity. So exactly. that, that's wise, absolutely. And I think the other part of that is that once you forgive that other person, then you have to realize you have to forgive yourself for not mm-hmm. forgiving or for whatever else. Just give yourself permission to, to be human. And that opens up, it, for me, it opened up the uh, creative again in me. Exactly. I love that. And we're going to pause quickly for a break. Eric, I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us and we'll be back momentarily. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for The Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to Show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. 
And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome back to The Sky's the Limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, with my guest, Eric Dunton. Eric, you said something before we went to break. I loved you uh, talked about giving yourself permission. Or to the listeners, it's important for us to give ourselves permission to to live and to play. And I think music is that such vehicle for you. So can we pick up on that again? Absolutely, yes. Thank you. Uh, you know, it is very important to... to uh, Forgive yourself. Give yourself permission to be you. Uh, mm. Be you, not not the you that everybody keeps telling you should be, or uh, maybe the one that you think you should be, but mm-hmm. the you that you really are. Uh, you know, there was a time actually I I stopped playing music for many years and pretended to not be a musician, and that was probably the. I'll say the darkest time of my life, but dark maybe overstating it, but it was really difficult mm-hmm. to pretend that I wasn't a musician because that's, that's who I am. It's not just what I am. It's who I am. Uh-huh. Wow. How long, can I ask, how long did that last, a dark period? Uh, well, the, the pretending part was about seven years. Uh, you know, I had, I had gotten off the road because my mm-hmm. children were getting old enough that my not being there was uh, actually bothering me. So I got off the road and you know, took a, got a real job and cut my hair. And actually, I'm fine with my hair cut short now. But uh, <laughs> just all these things you did because you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stopped playing music. And it really, uh, looking back, it was difficult because things I did didn't work like the things hmm. that do when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm, what I'm designed to do. Uh, right. You know, and during, actually during that time, it was a, I stopped playing music altogether and I had an opportunity to start playing drums again. But I had this opportunity in a situation where there already was a drummer and he was, he was a lock. You know, he was the, uh, the brother-in-law of the leader of the band. So he was a lock. So the leader of the band looked at me and said, do you play percussion? And hmm. I said, of course I do. And I went out and bought a pair of congos on eBay and had never played them before in my life and mm-hmm. uh, never looked back. And the percussion is really more my hand percussion is really more my, my passion than playing even drum set. And I still play drum set a little bit, but uh, playing hand drums and other odds and odd ends percussion is really where I get my joy. You know, it's interesting as you were sharing your story and listening to you and I can hear the energy level just changed the minute you start talking about music again and drumming and you talked about buying congas on eBay. The whole I don't know, energy just ramped up. It, it was very interesting. So, yeah, you could tell. So you're, you're doing, you did what a lot of us do, right? We do what we're supposed to do. We conform. And there's nothing wrong with having a job. And, nothing wrong with that. No. And being, no, and, and, you know, doing all of that being responsible because you're responsible. But when we're not in alignment with really what we are called to do, I will say, meaning your soul, um, yeah, it's a definite palpable disconnect and it does affect us. And I, I really want to thank you for being so open and sharing that because, like I said, as you start talking about the congas and drumming again, your your energy just shifted. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Absolutely. So, 
looks like, are you combining ancient tradition with, with modern medicine in a way with your drumming? I, actually, absolutely. Uh, what, you are? Yes. I mean, first of all, drumming mm-hmm. of itself, its own nature is ancient. If you go back far enough, every single culture is in the world has roots in drumming communally, you know, drumming together. Um, mm-hmm. Going back into to Africa, there is there is community that is based around drumming, uh, and I say that as in they would gather every evening, tell stories, use drums to tell the stories, use drums to share, pass down information. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go to uh, the uh, northern part of the worlds. You know, there is drumming there. You look back. Uh, in ancient Middle East, there's drumming. There mm-hmm. is drumming in uh, China, Japan, uh, Native Americans. There's, so there's really, it's ancient. Drumming is ancient. Some people call it tribal, and it's not that it's not tribal, but it's, it's human. Right. Uh, we have a heartbeat. The first thing we've done for nine months is we heard our mother's heartbeat. Then mm. we have our own heartbeat. And this is we manifest this in drumming and making music with others. And uh, even though we could make music with any instrument, I choose mm-hmm. drums because it's really the, the most simplistic form of making music. I can show you how to play a drum in 10 seconds. You know, you're not going to be, you know, Buddy Rich and Neil Peart or, uh, or some, uh, some other hotshot drummer in 10 seconds, but you're going to feel good about what you're doing. I love that. And your company, Positive Repercussions, you offer programs. Can we touch on that and on, you know, talk to the listeners about what you, what you do offer? And- like I said, we offer programs literally from birth to the other end of life. And those programs can be designed. Well, we have a program for uh, adults. We call it Beat Stress. And it is a, an employee wellness program. It's a stress reduction program. And also can be used for employee retention where we go in, we work with the same group of people for six to ten sessions, maybe sometimes 12 sessions. And through that time, we drum a little bit, we talk a lot, we share a lot. And that's really what it's about. And, you know, the, the, uh, my company is based on using drums, but really it's not about the drumming. As fun as important drumming is, it's really not about the drumming. It's about the community that it builds and so we will, mm. like, we will share, and in many times, because you have made these connections with the other individual in the group through the drumming, mm-hmm. you find yourself willing to talk about things that you would not have been willing to talk about, even with the same people, uh, just because you've created these bonds. Hmm. And when you go into companies, like you say, for employee retention, um, is it a one-time, usually a one-time deal? You come in or do you, do you come in for more than one you know, drumming session? Well, the, one, the one-time shots are typically team-building sessions. Okay. And those are more rah-rah. Everybody's drumming for an hour, and I you may have to, up to 850 people. is about the largest group I've done. And those are really about just having fun and you know, maybe I'll be delivering some team message. But uh-huh. the employee retention ones are, look much different. They're much smaller groups. Uh, typically, I like the group to be 12 to 18 people. Okay. Uh, 
really don't want to get it larger than 18 people and because we want everybody to have the opportunity to participate. And those are multi-sessions. Those are typically six weeks or six sessions and typically one-week sessions. And it could be done in two weeks, doing one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't recommend doing it every day. It doesn't give people a chance to process internally what happened the session before. And so those programs are multi-programs. When you, when you, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I wanted to touch on this. So when you have a group between 12 and 18 for employee retention and you have, I don't know, maybe you have a few people who come in who know they know that this is something they should do and they're supposed to do, but they, they don't believe. Have, can you share with us what that, what, that, what that is like to witness someone who, you know, maybe doesn't see any validity in this, but doing it and then really, you know, awakens through the process? Absolutely. In fact, I love those people in my group. I love the ones who are very resistant. Uh, and this is true with at-risk youth, with teenagers, with uh, working with the elderly. The ones who are resistant mm-hmm. are the ones that always, almost without fail, always are the ones that have the greatest experiences with this. Really? They, they are the, they're the ones I'm, this is one woman I'm quoting, I'm 83 years old. I've never played a drum before, and I'm not going to start today. And my response was, very well. That is wonderful. I have a drum for you. I'm going to leave it right here. You don't have to play it, but it's here for you if you want. No, I'm not going to play. I said, all right. Well, I have it here whenever you're ready. And about 10 minutes later, she tapped me on the shoulder, got my attention, said, could I have a drum? And she had the biggest smile. Now, that wasn't an employee program. I mean, she was 83 years old in, a, uh-huh. uh, in, in a, uh, another setting. Mm-hmm. But I've had that same experience. I'm here because I've been told to be here. Mm-hmm. I am not going to do this. You can't get me to do this. And that's a, I'm not going to make you do anything. And I don't have to. Once mm-hmm. they start seeing the drum, the drums just really, really draw you in uh, yeah, I, was, I had this drum that I needed to get repaired and I was waiting for a friend to pick it up in this large empty parking lot at a university that I was at and there was this woman coming across the far end of this parking lot and saw this drum and literally came running up to me just and asked to play the drum and unfortunately the head was broken on it she couldn't but I mean she just saw the drum and come running can I play it and uh. That is a response you get from people. Everybody wants to play a drum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has to do with everybody wants to play a musical instrument. And right. you can hit a drum, and it sounds good to you. You can pick up a guitar, and you know, if you don't give it the time and the attention, it may not sound good at all. Mm-hmm. Or a saxophone, but a drum, immediately you get great feedback that it sounds great. So uh, I think that's why drums are the most useful tool as for non-musical mm-hmm. purposes. Yeah, like like I've heard you say over and over, you know, I love that analogy. You were born, the first thing you heard is your mother's heartbeat. And that's beautiful. And that's its own natural rhythm. And it's effortless. We don't even think about our heartbeat. It just happens. Exactly. So that, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's just, I, I love that. that I know. It, it's liberating, actually, to be part of a drumming circle. It really is. You may think that it's not for you, but I will encourage the listeners to check you out and to check out drumming circles 
because they really are very beneficial. And we're going to pause quickly, Eric, for a break. Yes. I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. We go through all kinds of challenges in life. How we deal with them is a different story. If we carry them on our shoulders, we can experience health problems, relationship issues, and other negative aspects these challenges can pose. Jeanette Abney's Precious Predicaments is here to help you pick up and sort out the pieces through education and encouragement. You don't have to live in fear and pain. Let's find solutions together. Precious Predicaments is heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to Show at gmail.com. That's Show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Welcome back to The Sky's the Limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, with my guest this week, Eric Dutton. And Eric, we're talking about the power of a drumming circle. And I want to just jump right back into that. So I'm going to have you just jump in and share with the listeners about entrainment, the power of a drumming circle. Hmm. Yes, just before the break, you were talking about uh, that everyone should go experience a drum circle, and I really think you should, uh, not just because I think you should see my drum circles, but there are a lot to choose from in your areas, and they all have different purposes. Some can just be for fun or some big celebration of some event, or some just can be for uh, a bunch of people getting together, but a circle like a facilitated circle where there's someone who is trained to facilitate is a great experience. And the reason that is, is there's this natural phenomenon called entrainment. And mm-hmm. entrainment is, it's very much like gravity. It's a law of physics. Uh, in the 1600s, it was, this, it was discovered and the theory was created and proven by swinging pendulums, two pendulums that on the same wall and they were swinging at different speeds 
would fall into sync with each other. And so the principle is that bodies in motion that are near enough to affect each other will fall in motion together. And the main reason of that is that it is a better use of energy. Have you ever noticed when you're walking with somebody that all of a sudden you're in step with them and it doesn't take that long? Well, in a drum circle, uh, we start playing mm. and everybody just starts joining in and bang, 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 clunk, clunk, clunk. And then there's this magic moment. And that moment is when people stop banging and they start listening and internally they become entrained to everyone else in the group. Mm-hmm. And in, Entrainment doesn't mean they're always playing the exact same beat, but they are playing together. And then that's when the magic happens audibly, as well as as a facilitator, is I'm there for a very specific purpose. It could be just for fun, or it could be there to uh, demonstrate or deliver a corporate message. And Mm -hmm. that is when you can do that. And so I really tell people that you should go experience that uh, it is a wonderful experience, and you will not walk away without, uh, well, I guarantee you won't walk away without it being a wonderful experience, and you will make friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will make friends with people you've never even spoken to. I, I know this is true. One of the first trainings I went to, we drummed for two hours before we even started the training, and there are people that I drummed with for two hours that are lifelong friends of mine, and I talked to them uh, continuously to this day, and that was eight years ago. Hmm. That's, that's amazing. All through the power of the drumming circle. Absolutely. Right? right? So what keeps, besides drumming, because I know that's, your first, you know that's your first love, what keeps you inspired and motivated? What keeps me inspired and motivated? Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's kind of easy to say that. It's, it's music in general. Uh, using music, drumming, sounds for creating non-musical outcomes, for making people's lives better. Uh, in fact, to that end, uh, I've, I've made a decision that uh, starting this fall, uh, I am going back to school to become a music therapist. And it's a long road, so I'm getting ready, to getting all my ducks in a row to make that happen. I may start out a little slowly to make it happen, or I may just jump in, haven't figured that part out, but I am going back to school to... You know, to get a degree in music therapy, and which will open doors that, without that degree, uh, places I can't really serve now. So mm-hmm. that's really what drives me is is understanding how music affects us and how important it is to our lives. It's like one of the things we do that doesn't uh, promote uh, evolution. It is not something that we we need as a species to that we've discovered. You know, we need to eat so that we can you know, live long enough to procreate. We need to uh, learn how to build shelters for the same reason. Those, those, a lot of those, those main things. But music, we all have music in us, and we haven't yet discovered why. So we, but we know it's important because everybody is musical. Everybody has music. Everybody has their own rhythm. And even people who, with, who say they have no pitch or they can't mm-hmm. sing, they are a musical. Uh, like I said, I proved it earlier. You have a heartbeat, you have rhythm, and that alone makes you musical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask what what's next for you, and you just so beautifully shared you you want to fulfill your and become a uh, music therapist. So, 
That's that's beautiful. How long will that take you? Well, it's a four year degree, and okay. so and then there's some clinical work after that. So uh, it'll be a while, you know. And I, I have a friend uh, who went back to school to finish his degree, and at the time he said, you know, I'll be. He was saying he'd be 51 or whatever how old he would be to get mm-hmm. the degree. So he was kind of sitting on the fence, and someone said to him, "Were well, you going to be 51 anyway?" So. I look at it this way. I said, you know, I'll, I'll probably be 55 when mm-hmm. I finish this, but I'm going to be 55 anyway, so wouldn't I rather be a music therapist at the, at the end of that day? So, uh, so yes, and in the meantime, there are a few other things we're doing. And also here in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, we are looking at uh, opening a center uh, for people to come drum uh, and some doors are opening for that. And so hopefully soon I'll be able to let you know and let your audience know that we have a center here in Austin, Positive Percussions. We'll have a sure. place where people can come here and see us. We go to places now, but they'll also have the opportunity to come to our facility. Nice. So how far do you travel currently? Well, currently I travel as far as I need to. Uh, this summer we are mm-hmm. doing events for uh, Texas libraries all over the state of Texas. So mm-hmm. we're here in Austin, we're going as far as Corpus Christi. Uh, actually, it's Portland, which is right around that area. Uh, I'm currently putting a bid in to come up there in your neck of the woods uh, in October to nice. go to Portland, Maine. So really, we'll travel anywhere that uh, we can do some good. And do you see, yeah, it's beautiful, absolutely it's beautiful. Do you see positive repercussions, you know, going off into different states, like you said? I mean, I know you're going to come up and visit you know, visit here and there, but do you see it branching out into other areas of the country? Well, I do definitely see it branching out. Uh, whether it, you know, branches out with other offices, I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in talks with uh, some national organizations about working with their local affiliates uh, and working with some with individuals with intellectual disabilities. And so that will take me all over the country and a few other things. So uh, I do see... Nice. That positive repercussions will be uh, traveling quite a bit. I think. Well, it's beautiful. You're going to take take your drum and and, and go right. Go be heard. I love that. And have drum you know, will travel. Have drum will travel. And you know what I love, Eric? You just put it out there. I'm a big proponent. You put it out there to the universe, and we don't. I I don't believe you have to really know the how. I think if you if you feel it in your heart and your soul, and you you want it bad enough, and you. You know that it's the right thing to do, and you put it out there. I think the universe does show show you the how. It the right and perfect people do show up, so it can be made manifest. So, I believe with what you just said that positive repercussions will be branching out in this country, and that will be a huge blessing for so many. And I want to highlight how the listeners can uh, contact you to learn more and to take part in in your sessions. So, Eric, it's um. Your website is www.positiverepercussions.com. And your email, I'll let you share that if you'd like. Yeah, the email, uh, general email is info at positiverepercussions.com. Or you can email me directly as Eric, and that's Eric is E-R-I-K at positiverepercussions.com. Also, if you're on Facebook, you can search for us there and like us on there, and you'll find out more information about our local events through our Facebook page, and you'll see more about our activities on the website uh, and the research is, as well as uh, the areas we serve, which we 
Currently, we're serving corporate, clinical, and educational settings. I love it. So check us out. I I love it. You certainly have shared so much and opened my eyes to what you offer in in the way of drumming. And I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you. You're welcome. And the listeners, and I'll see everybody back next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift.